Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Sculpture Life podcast. Today is a solo episode, and I'm really excited about it because we are going to be diving into a really juicy conversation today. So I've been on this personal journey now for the last year and a half, and there's been a lot of self-reflection, diving into my own unconscious patterns, behaviors, and shadows. And let me tell you, it's been messy, raw, but so, so rewarding and empowering at the same time. And I started going to therapy in my mid-20s, and I just remember loving the process of it. And some of you might think, oh, God, why why would you love going to therapy? I mean, someone's literally getting you to speak some really uncomfortable truths about yourself and become so vulnerable with someone and you know, have them poking into your personal life. Why would you love that? For me, I just love this process of uncovering the hidden parts of me, understanding my blind spots and truly immersing myself in this process of finding my way back to my authentic self, the one that was buried, lost and drowned out by the voices of other people and social conditioning. Now in today's episode, I want to cover a very important topic, one that I believe is so crucial in order to gain a sense of inner peace and to find one's way back to true self and authentic personal expression. And the topic that we're going to dive in today is about taming our inner critic and working with it so that it doesn't work against us. Dun, dun, dun. And as per usual, I'm going to talk about my own personal story in this episode. And so from my teenage years, from my teenage years onward, up until a few years ago, when I actually became consciously aware of my inner critic and ego mind, I had a full boardroom of very intrusive inner critics, the different voices in my head that I actually started identifying as myself. And through this murky lens, I became the victim of my own inner narrative and mental construct. So there was two very prominent voices and narratives that kind of ran the show. And the one voice was the one that told me, you are not worthy or deserving of being in a loving relationship. And the other told me, you are not worthy unless you look perfect, i.e. perfect with zero flaws. Now, you can imagine that having a voice telling you this for years can become very exhausting, debilitating, and destructive, quite frankly. And I actually started to believe that that voice was who I was. But the truth is, it wasn't who I was. It's not who I am. Somewhere in that narrative, in that belief, is the voice of someone else. And this is a truth. If you can trace it back, you will realize that. So for me, this is how I realized it. I went back to childhood and I remember when I was younger, I was told at 11 years old that my body wasn't good the way it did. It wasn't good and acceptable the way that it was that I needed to lose weight. And to be honest, as an 11 year old, I don't even think I had body awareness at that time. I was just enjoying my life as a kid, playing with my friends outside and just having a ball. But this message that I needed to lose weight and that I wasn't good enough as I was, I internalized it so hard. And 
I really adopted this I am not good enough mentality. I can't possibly be lovable unless I look a certain way. And this this narrative burned in my mind and it followed me everywhere I went. I just remember, in my, especially in my teenage years. And I tried so, so hard to bury the shame. But the thing with shame is the more that you bury and repress it, it will still find a way to show its ugly face and shake you to the core unless you come to terms with it and work with it. And so the louder the voice of my inner critic became, the more I would push back. And I pushed back by creating this facade and this image of perfection. And through through my dedication to fitness, my physique, and my career success, it was kind of like a screw you to the inner critic. But the thing is that that didn't ultimately change my situation. I still, still suffered and struggled with the feelings of I am not good enough. I didn't, I wasn't able to recognize that narrative, like I said, until a couple years ago. And so one of my favorite speakers and neuroscientist, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who studies human behavior and the power of the mind, one of his most remarkable findings was that if we've experienced a few difficult situations in our lives that has branded us emotionally, whether it's something someone said that, that we've adopted as a belief system, which in turn becomes part of the inner critic, critic's voice, we haven't worked through the fear, the resentment, and the frustration of that experience. So every time we encounter a situation in our external environment that is similar in some way to what happened in our past, the experience will actually trigger you and you will feel those same emotions that you did at the time of the first event. And so these emotions become so familiar that you actually start believing it's part of who you are. So let's say your story, you have a story that says, I am not good enough to be in a loving relationship. You will find in your external environment things that will constantly reflect that back to you. You will seek out experiences that will reflect that narrative of I, you are not, I am not good enough to be in a loving relationship, whether you're going after emotionally unavailable people or people who are toxic for you, you will find that and it will be reflected back to you unless you work through it and, and flip the script or say you have a story that says, I am not deserving of abundance or valuable enough to have a successful business. So you might Um, self-sabotage in some ways where in your external environment you might gain clients but you won't be able to keep them because there's that subconscious that subconscious limiting belief that's telling you that you are not deserving of abundance and so the universe will listen to that message and it will reflect it back at you reflect it back to you and you will attract that in and find in every situation that that will be again perpetuating this cycle and this story until we actually take a moment, pause, look at the story, listen to the story and become aware of that inner critic. I know for myself, the story that I held onto for years of I'm not worthy of love, it really became addictive in some ways. I would chase these highs and then hit these big lows and it was it was exhilarating, like riding a roller coaster. And it honestly, it was like a drug. And believe you me, you actually can get addicted to your own emotional turmoil because I definitely did. There was 
this energetic signature that was so strong and it, it pulled me to repeat this pattern that became the norm and very familiar to me. So anything that felt too stable or too good to be true, I would automatically self-sabotage because of my own inability to receive love. And so the inner critic always won. I let it win every time until one day I was so fed up. I was so worn down and I said, no more, no more bullshit, no more feeling victimized in love, no more feeling powerless. And it took a lot of time because sometimes you get so deeply immersed in this pattern and the inner critic can take over that you don't even realize it. And I had a few big wake-up calls, a few incidences that really shook me up. And it took me that much to realize that the stories that I've been telling myself have not actually been serving me. So it really required me to step back and look at my life objectively. But it also required me to be so gentle and to have so much self-compassion as I uncovered all these truths and beliefs that I've been holding on to for years. And so what are the steps to understanding the origin of the inner critic and how do we work with it? So number one is we have to understand whose voice it is. Because like I said, the voice does not just magically appear. It's ingrained in us from childhood and we have to understand this. So we have to ask ourselves, Is it our mom's voice? Is it our dad's voice? Is it our friend's voice? Is it a teacher's voice? It didn't just appear one day. And usually it is the voice of someone else that we've internalized. And that's how we've adopted certain beliefs. And this is not to blame our parents, not to blame our friends or siblings or whoever. It's simply to understand that voice so that we don't allow it to have power over us. So really spending time reflecting on this is key. And I bet you if you really trace back the steps and think about how the how this inner critic voice first came into your mind, you will be able to connect the dots, guaranteed. Number two is... Did your judgments form as you internalize maybe the way your family were harsh, critical, or rejecting themselves? And did you learn to mirror that behavior? So for example, if you had a parent that was hard on themselves for their, for their own, towards their own physical appearance, you, and you witnessed that as a child, you might then adopt that mentality and actually become self-critical towards your own body as you grow up. You could, if you've witnessed your parent being a victim in love or, and if they felt powerless in love, you might again adopt that mentality and feel powerless in love, undeserving of love. Uh, it could be also financial related. If there was issues around finance, you might develop a scarcity mentality around money. So really, really understanding the root of this is so important. Understanding, t- uh, spending time deconstructing and reflecting on these things. Number three is do the critical thoughts have a religious tone to them? So maybe you internalized internalized it while growing up. What's right versus wrong? And How do we actually work with the inner critic to neutralize it so it doesn't completely take over us and have power over us? One is to practice mindfulness. So providing this space in which 
we can actually see the humor of the in the situation of the inner critic if because if we're too close too closely identified with this voice we can get caught up in the judgments so in this space of non-identification and awareness that's where we can actually have a sense of humor about it and see the irony of the inner critic so for example if the voice is telling you oh why can't you just wake up on time or you missed your friend's birthday again. How can you be so stupid? Or why can't you get your shit together? So when you take yourself outside of the situation and you can observe the thoughts, you can say, thank you for your feedback. I appreciate it, but I think I'm going to shut it down today. So when you take yourself outside of the situation and you can observe, you become an observer of your thoughts, there is much more power behind that. And you don't get caught up in all of the inner critic, all, all of the inner critics rants. Number two is to question the critics views. So this is a really good exercise. Write out five of your top self judgments. I know it's kind of strange, but write out five of your top self judgments. And for each judgment, I want you to go through these questions. Say the judgment is I am not capable of achieving good grades. Number one, Question number one to answer, is this belief absolutely true? Number two, what do I get by holding on to this belief? And number three, who or who, how would I be without this belief or judgment? So try, try this exercise, give it a go. It's actually very, very empowering when you, when you go through it. Number three, I can't stress this enough practice gratitude as you can do it as a written reflection meditation or you can do it as both but really just let your consciousness flow and think of all the experiences people and things that you're grateful grateful for and if you honestly do this as a daily practice what happens over time is this will erode your scarcity mindset and move you towards more expansion so being grateful for all that you have right now, what is already right here, and all the things that you are freely given. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. into today's episode, guys. I'll be back next week with my second featured guest on the show, ready to bring it and share more with you guys. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do so. And if you do like it, share the love and tell your friends to join. I'll see you guys soon.